Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. Welcome along to See Me After Class. This is episode 16. It's term two, week six. Here we are again. And this week we were reflecting actually on last week's episode where we were talking about how we were pretty unimpressed with Mm. the keynote speaker at a conference that we were running within our school. And we thought, hmm, maybe we need to be a little bit more constructive about that. And so yeah. this week we're challenging ourselves to talk about some of the things that we would want to see in a good keynote presentation. And we're also going to ask the kids a similar question, but about school. What, if, if the school was op- operating at its most, most effective, then what would it be doing for them? And get, get to hear what they have to say about that. So that's what this episode's all about. So... We had a keynote speech last week. If you last listened to the last episode, you'll know that we weren't impressed and that it tended to revolve around the um, ego and identity of the mm. speaker, which probably isn't culturally a great thing in the education world. Mm. No, it's not something we try and encourage. In fact, I think we probably guard, try quite hard to guard against the tendency for our egos and personalities to take over in the classroom Definitely. because it is displacing space that could be filled by the students mm. Mm. Who, uh, who we're here for. That's our job. Um, keynote speeches are a bit different to that though because it is a speech and mm. it isn't usually an interactive thing. But at the same time, I have been to keynotes that I have been inspired by. So let's just talk about what inspires us when it comes to keynotes or any kind of presentation or speech from someone. I know that for me, one of the things is that I, it helps if I already have respect for the person speaking. Yes. So if the person has attained something significant in the world mm. th- and, and something that I consider to be valuable, then I would immediately have an interest in what they have to say Mm. and I think if you and that means that if you're setting yourself up as a keynote speaker you'd have to evaluate what do I have to offer to this group you know what is it that that I can share from my life experience that would be valuable to this group I think I think that leads kind of into where my thinking goes a little bit too is they really do have to know who who their audience is if they're talking to a group of teachers they need to think about what is going to be valuable to that group of teachers and Mm. what is going to be the best use of this group's time Mm. and so just kind of knowing um, the general uh, makeup of of who you're speaking to knowing your audience we keep saying this to some of us so our students sometimes know your reader know who you're writing to what's the purpose Mm. that's important to me having a bit of a grasp on that I would agree I also and while we're looking at the sort of generalities of it I also think that it's important to me that the presentation is actually done well and that's not surprising it's something I teach it's something I feel like I have to model well when I do it myself and I do struggle when I see someone who's being paid well to speak to a large group therefore has the platform Mm. and they don't 
they're either not well enough prepared or, or not skilled enough to mm. actually speak in a way that I would find compelling. And I just mean the technical capacity yes. to speak to a group. Yeah. It's, it's all about preparation. It's about the use of language. It's about the use of voice and, 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 and body, how you present. Contact. All of those things that we cover when we talk about speaking to a group with our students, yeah. we want to see those because we, we know they're effective. We do want to see those. And uh, we know that they can be learned because we see students learning them every Absolutely. day. They're, they're, it, it, to me, it's a laziness to not have developed that if mm. you're presenting yourself as a major speaker absolutely if it's your job then you should be able to nail it yeah I think it's I think that's the case and so th- th- this presentation last week fell down in a couple of significant areas that way that the, the presenter was slurred and mumbled quite a lot Ooh, spoke other, too quickly yeah, rushed was a big one for me I swore speak up. consistently throughout the thing but like not that, just verbally swore the swearing was written on the powerpoint and yeah. I'm just about yeah I, I don't actually have the words to say how I could react to that well I was to me shocked. it was to me it was just crass and I and the interesting thing for me is that I want to be provoked so something I do want getting mm. back to the things that I will I want to be provoked I want someone to pick up on a thought that I might carry mm. examine it in front of me and perhaps even tear it apart yeah, I'm going to totally. find that really stimulating yeah. and if the person has some credibility then I'm going to be willing to go there as well mm. But I'm not actually okay. thinking that, that that being sworn at is going to is be achieving to that. You. Like it's the yes. wrong kind of provocation. It's yes. kind of like a social provocation as opposed to an intellectual, intellectual one. one. And, I, and I rejected it. I, I found it demeaned mm. the presentation. So I think also an element of dignity is something mm. I'm looking for. Professionalism someone, as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, someone who's going to stand up there and deliver their, um, their ideas, their content with an air of... Yeah, a professional quality. In terms of that also, I think I will also forgive someone who's extremely nervous and doesn't have all of the charisma of a speaker if to compensate for that, what they have to Content. say is really strong. And, and that's always going to be enough for me. I think that, that if your uh, style of presentation and the content are matched, then that's even better, yes, especially if you're ideal, being paid for it. it? Yes. And, and I, and, but I'd, I would say that content would trump style, and there's probably <laughs> nothing more undermining of content than a really incorrect style. Mm. So if you're speaking to a group of 250 teachers, then I think there's an element of dignity required. And, and again, I think that's something you would practice and develop if you're going to do a presentation to that group. I'm interested in what our, te- our students are going to say. I almost want to make a few predictions. You know, wh- what, is a good, what does a good school do when a school is doing good? Mm. And I think that they will talk about preparing them for the future because Absolutely. that's the narrative. They get that kind of drummed from yeah. all directions, don't they? But what I hope for is that they also believe that they're being given opportunities to develop as individuals yes. for the pure virtue of developing as individuals and and I mean as individuals and too. The, 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 yeah the freedom to, to become an individual and kind of the I guess my word is inspiration to do so as well you know they've got to feel like being an individual is the way to go. Mm. And then of course their responsibility to the collective is important so that the, the kind of corollary to that being that while they have to be a strident and well-developed individual they should also know their place in society and fulfill mm. a, a meaningful role in society and know what that is. And know what yeah. it is to contribute to a community. Yeah and yeah. ideas about justice mm-hmm. and um, morals and values and that the school has a role to play in helping them to, in supporting them to develop those in themselves. Mm. and hold each other to account. That's all stuff that I feel like we do in our classroom and are important parts of what a school does for a community.
there's the notion also of them participating and being part of something. So opportunities to feel they belong. And I think there's a number of ways that schools provide that too. It'll be interesting though to see if they verbalise or articulate that idea. Yeah, I think there's also the element, and this could spark a bit of a debate amongst other things, is, is actually there, there's the element of content in language and, and symbols and text. I, mean, I feel like mm. I'm talking about the um, key competencies right now, but actually being able to, to speak, communicate, read, write and think. Yeah, although they might they, I don't think they're going to say that. Yeah, I, they <laughs> might just say I'm here to get my NCEA credits yeah. or to get my grade. And that's, I mean, we're to, to blame for that. that. We're the ones that create that economy. The system has created that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting. I think, you know, let's talk less this what this time. And hear more. And hear more. So what Renee and I are going to do, because we're recording this before we speak to the students, is spend a bit of time interviewing a good number of students over the next couple of days. And by the time you get to hear this, you'll hear what they have to say too. Oh, my name's Amy. I'm year 12. I'm 17 and I go to Mount Sparring College. Leave school, well hopefully you leave school with a lot, a lot of knowledge, but apart from that, social skills and being able to work with other people and being able to read other people and understand other people. Hi, I'm Ashley Bates and I am in year 11. So for me, the ideal school system would be that it's not revolved around tests and grading. It would be more about learning and sort of having fun with it. Because I find that in some classes, it's all about test, test, how you need to answer the questions, but it's not about how much learning you can put into it. Because I love learning, and I would like to be able to continue to love learning and not have it taken away by all of these tests and exams. You know, I want to be able to enjoy learning and what I do. Hello, I'm Bronson, and I think that the purpose of school is to like learn to discover yourself and find things you like and discover your interests and that might not necessarily mean a career path but just finding things that spark what you think is cool. I think it's also a great place to learn how to be open-minded and adaptable because that's a useful skill in the real world and even if you can't like find a career path which is what you might be expected to do you can learn how to just discover new things and schools can be a great place for that with clubs and stuff and yeah I think it's just important to become an individual. When I leave school I want to have an excellence endorsement and knowledge so that it sets me up for what I want to do in the future. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net and mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>